Hi, my name is Patty, and welcome to 30-ish Going On 13. This podcast is my personal journal where I rant, rave, and ramble about my dating experience in Singapore as a 30-ish year old woman with the mental and emotional capacity of a 13-year-old girl. In each episode, you can expect possibly vague details about my date, no matter how far and few in between they are, unorganized thoughts on relationship articles I happen to read or tweet, and hopefully more helpful chats with folks from my amazing support system whom I've sought wisdom from. Thanks again for joining me, and I hope you enjoy. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me once again. I want to thank everyone who listened to the first episode and gave me feedback, especially my brothers on feedback of how I can record this better. Pietro and Pio, I really appreciate you guys giving me tips and walking me through this. Thanks so much to Tiff, who wrote notes and showed me her notes. I really appreciate all of that. And to Ashna, my sister-in-law, who also gave me very interesting notes. Thank you, everyone, for listening and giving constructive feedback and just hanging in there as I drone on for 40 minutes. Again, happy Valentine's. I've been very lucky that I don't necessarily associate Valentine's Day with relationships, although, of course, every year it's hounding me and I see it, but that's because February 14 also happens to be my brother Pio's birthday. So happy birthday, Pio, and thanks for being a very supportive fellow Aquarian. Valentine's is always such an interesting holiday because I know that it is technically a hallmark holiday, and though we should be loving each other every single day, as much as it feels arbitrary, I also do appreciate the sentiment. I think that my parents, when they first got together as boyfriend and girlfriend, I think their anniversary happens to fall on Valentine's. And as cheesy as that is, I find it a little sweet. Obviously, there's a romantic inside of me that is just... And not inside, obviously outside. I guess I am a romantic, a practical romantic, a pragmatic romantic, but still a romantic at heart. There is a reason I love rom-coms and Valentine's Day. And although I haven't ever quite spent Valentine's Day on a romantic quote-unquote date, I nevertheless feel very loved by so many people. And so, despite the fact that there are times when I do get hit by the single girl blues, I'm glad that it doesn't necessarily hit me as hard as it should or could on Valentine's. And that's because I have the best people loving me. For all those who are single on Valentine's and loving it, and for those who are single and not quite liking that fact, I'm sending you all my love and all the positive vibes this Valentine's as we love ourselves. Not in that way, but maybe in that way, sure, why not? But it's just that, know that you are loved. So what is it with second chances? I feel like I'm one of those people who are unfortunately very all or nothing. I tend to make judgments way too soon, whether for the good or for the bad, because I can't wait to just know, to make a decision, to have a definitive opinion on things. And I guess that's not really the way dating works, because it's a process. 
that takes time, and I'm not a very patient person. So second chances have always been a little bit of a weird thing for me. There was this guy, a chef based in Singapore, that I matched with on Tinder, and it's always very odd because you're not very sure of what the intentions or objectives are. I'm usually very upfront about how I'm not doing this to sleep around or whatever, but for this one, I just felt like, you know, I'm just gonna be vague and breezy. And so we vaguely made plans to see each other and that I was interested in trying his cooking, thinking that I would visit his restaurant and try something off the menu. But it turns out he was inviting me back to his place. And an older version of me would be totally okay with this. But I guess 2018 Patty knows herself and decided that it wasn't cool. So I messaged him that I I wouldn't mind meeting him outside of his place, that I would go to his restaurant, bring a bottle of wine, and I could try his cooking there. But he wasn't having it. And so I told him that I wasn't quite prepared to go to his place and that if he wanted to see me, he could invite me over to his restaurant. I left him my number and unmatched on Tinder. I understand that unmatching is a bit much, but I suppose that if he really did want to see me, then he would make an effort. And a couple days, weeks later, he hasn't. And so I guess that's that. An older version of me would have been very, oh no, should I have done that? Should I have just given in? You know what? I also know myself and I guess my threshold for bullshit or non-bullshit is just a little bit lower than it used to be. There was this other guy that I went on two dates with and they were two fantastic dates. And in fact, that was the most progression I've ever had in 2018. And on paper, or at least as I got to know him on paper, it wasn't quite what I was imagining who I would be dating. He was a little older. He had gone through some things that I had not as a single person. And it was just, it was just a lot of difficult or at least unfamiliar situations for me. I was hoping to see him again, despite these complications of whether it was religious or former attachments. And I was willing to see past that, or at least I thought I was. I think maybe part of me wanted to see if I was okay with it. The two dates went super well, and I was hoping to get a third date, and we were kind of making plans to make a third date. But I suppose the momentum had gone away. He went off for a long business trip. I was gone for a weekend, we tried making plans, but things never fell through. Because he is a a little older, hey, why not I reach out first? And so on the blue moon, on the super blue moon, I reached out with some sort of message that alluded to the rarity of the blue moon and how rare it was that I had enjoyed our first two dates together. And I was scene zoned. And so I guess on that end, that was that. I don't regret reaching out. In fact, I'm glad I did. It gave it a sort of finality, a sort of closure. So there are the two ends of the spectrum, finishing things too soon and kind of lingering and hoping things work out. Neither of them ended the way, or neither of them progressed the way I hoped they would. But in the end, I still haven't figured out what the threshold is for second chances. And I suppose this year is the year when I find out up to what I can take and up to what I'm willing to give in. For now, I don't have a hard and fast rule. I guess it's all playing it by ear, but I'm still very happy about the recovery time that I've had from these. And until then, I guess I'm just gonna keep swiping and seeing if anyone is worth first or even second chance. For this episode, I was able to chat with my good friend Lou. I met Lou as a colleague in my job in Manila. The longest job I've ever had. I was in a publishing company for four years. 
really amazing years and I had met Lou through that company. It's interesting because Lou and I actually went to the same high school. She's a couple years older than I am and I ended up hanging out with her and a couple other girlfriends. After work, we'd have wine, eat, and chat. And ever since then, I would confide in Lou as sort of my like wing lady. She's seen me through most of my non-love life. And so when she sent me this article, or rather when she posted an article and I saw her post about it, I thought it would be perfect if we discussed it a bit. And luckily, we traveled together last weekend and we were able to have a chat on that article by the New York Times, which I'll share a link in the episode notes. And so here is a... And so here is a long conversation I had with Lou on how to not rush into love, a New York Times article written by Jessica Blankenship. I hope you enjoy. Today I am with my good friend Lou. What is special about Lou is she's been given my very toddler love life. She's been through every milestone with me. I would literally message her as I met boys on my travels and ask her what I would do. And now it's been, it's evolved. Our relationship has evolved. And now I tell her more of what's happening and how I can improve myself. And so I wanted to bring her on the pod because she's also been very supportive of this endeavor. And I know that she's got, she has a very interesting story as well to tell. And so I wanted to have a conversation with her and yeah, talk about things. Wait, let me open my beer. Let's go, Patty. Yeah. All right. Lou, hi. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the pod. 30-ish going on 13. Yeah. Got to get that branding out there. Mm-hmm. All right. We're on a trip now. Lou is with me on our now somehow yearly birthday trip. And we're in Bali. We're in Bali. Macy is listening quietly in the corner. We're somehow going to get her onto this pod yes. eventually. Yes. I saw a post on Lou's Facebook page because somehow we're still using Facebook Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the last two people who are using it. And Lou posted this article by the New York Times about how to not rush into love. I had not even clicked through and I knew it would resonate with me. (laughs) Really? So when you commented, you haven't? I hadn't read it yet. And true enough, I usually don't. Like, you know when links are posted on Facebook and you just, it's clickbait titles, right? Yes. Sometimes I don't even read, and I just like. Same. (laughs) But this one, I mean, New York Times. True enough, it resonated resonated with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, why did I Mm. post that? I was waiting for my order. Ah, recovery meal. The restaurant was taking forever, and that link was sponsored on my feed. Oh, sponsored. You're targeted. targeted. Yes. Okay. Not organic. It's not organic. Not organic. And the title of the post was how not to rush Rush into love. Initially, what I wanted to do was just leave a comment and tag Patty. Of course. But then I felt like I don't want to be responsible. And (laughs) I need to know what I'm tagging her for. Click. And it's see, and it was so interesting. Like I read through it, and my food arrived, and it stayed there. I was reading. And... I, I don't actually remember where I was when I was reading it. I'm assuming I was at work, most probably. But when I was reading it, I was damn. Lou didn't even tag me, and yet I know. I know, right? but I was, I was like, so surprised. I didn't what? tag you too. You didn't tag me, but I commented like crazy because I know that Barb, my former roommate and our other former colleague, also commented, and you had just. I don't know if Barb read it. Barb, if you read it, let us know. Maybe you'll be the next guest. But 
it it really hit home. So I guess as we dive into this article, thank you, New York Times, for giving us content mm-hmm. for this uh, segment. But what's it called? How it's to how, stop how, how to stop rushing into love, into and there are a couple of sections to it. But I guess three of the ones that I'm willing to talk about <laughs> slash I feel resonated mm-hmm. with me. One of them was committing to your boundaries, and I think 2017 was all about figuring out what those boundaries were. And 2018, I should, mm. hopefully... You have been. I, I have been. Well, it's 40 days into 2018. And I, I, I counted. I added the days. 41, technically. All right. And I think I'm committing to my boundaries this year. I don't know, Lou. I feel like you've been <laughs> practicing the whole 2017. Yeah, I was. Trying. And you're doing well, I think. This year, at least 40 days into it. 40, 40, 41 days into it. So your boundaries are more career-related. Career-related, yeah. When it comes to love... I When it comes to relationships, I feel like I don't need to because currently LDR, there's enough, like there's an ocean of boundaries between Already. me and Josh, so... Okay, so you brought up Josh, and I'll, I'll talk more about him later. Let's go, Josh! There is a smile on my face as I say this, because when I first met you, there was no Josh. And I like, yes. right? Yeah, you knew him already. I think so. Yeah, I think you knew him already, but it, you guys weren't together. Anyway, we were jumping because I'm excited. Okay. But, uh, yeah, boundaries. <laughs> no, I unlike you, I love rules, and right. I love little boxes and, you know, things to define help me define things and so I find that it's funny that despite my love for boundaries and rules and whatever when it comes to relationship I got zero boundaries at least Mm. there have been no relationships whatever whatever happened to me in the past couple of years something happened I just feel like there hasn't been any sort of structure or Mm. and I guess it's because I've been experimenting or just figuring it out I feel like you're I feel like for like most Filipinas okay who grew up in a very conservative society. Okay. That's where the mix-up comes. Yeah. Like, no, not... I don't know if it mix-up is the correct word. I guess the disconnect, or... The disconnect, maybe, mm. but the need to experiment. That's and true. And just see where the boundaries lie. Exactly. And the thing is, I was very... I grew up 27 years living in Manila, mm. born and raised. Mm. My family is not particularly conservative. I mean, we still have couple of rules here and there but nothing concrete Mm -hmm. and nothing truly spoken I guess when we were growing up Mm -hmm. I knew that in high school my parents never said don't have a boyfriend but they said focus on your studies it was very action oriented it was very positive a very positive reinforcement kind of thing rather than a do not do this however please focus on this Mm -hmm. and so it just never happened for me or occurred to me that Oh, I could have had one. It, not that it would have happened. Not that there were any candidates in the mm. wings. But it, it, I grew up without... I mean, I wanted one. I knew I wanted one. I watched all these TV shows, Dawson's Creek, rom-coms. name it, right? All these rom-coms, thinking that it would happen for me. All the 10 things I hate about you, name it, I watched it. But it just never occurred to me that I could have made it happen. I mean, kind of. If I wanted to at that young age. And so when I... At 27, when I finally left Manila, that's when I started like, hello, world, like, what What can I do? Nice. What can I do about it? And so I guess setting boundaries at 27 was difficult because I felt like, hey, no one's, my parents aren't here. 
it's up to no you. one's telling me what I can and cannot do technically. Mm. So it was just like free for all, in a way. But yeah, and so I guess 2017 is. 2017 was realizing what the boundaries I wanted were. I have a question. Go. When you were experimenting, were there parts of it where you felt, I should not have done this, I should have... I don't want to look back on anything with, with regret. regret. All right. I, I am happy to say I was not too scarred, like, right. like emotionally scarred by anything. All the men that mm. I have happened to no. get to know, <laughs> all at their core were good guys in a sense right. I mean I don't think this is not a hashtag me too anything mm-hmm. and I'm super grateful for that like same. I am still so lucky yes yeah, insane and so I'm still I still have that like silver lining of like knowing that I'm not like, I still I've gotten away pretty easily like you were things. part an act, you were taking an active role in the experience in the experience I mean Definitely an active role in the experiences. Maybe a little too active. I'm mm. very much a control freak. Mm. And thus, maybe relationships. <laughs> I need to learn way more about that because I know that it's not all in one person and it's two people. And, you know, the Machiavellian machinations in my head of what I wanted this to be. And right. obviously there's another person. So, yeah, boundaries are difficult for me. All but right. I think I need to. I think it was point one and I'm like, damn, I need to commit to this. And... So I guess figuring out what those boundaries are and really sticking to it, it's hard. Because it's so tempting to slide back into... Yes. I like how she put it. If you don't know what you need and how to ask for it, it's almost it almost doesn't matter what else you do right in a relationship. It's like... Highlight that shit. Highlight yeah, that. Highlight it's true. that. It's like... Need to ask. So no, need to know what I want and need to know how to ask for it. Ugh. I, don't, I think I'm not yet there of the asking for it, but at least I'm kind of knowing. I, I kind of... At least you know what you want. Yeah. I think I, I need to practice on the how to ask for things part. I think I'm asking properly now. I mean, a lot better. I at feel least, like, yeah. yeah. Or maybe I'm not asking properly, but I'm saying what I want maybe a bit too early. <laughs> Which... Which leads me to point two. <laughs> what a segue, yeah. Nice, nice, um, nice. The second part of the article is about opening up, but not too quickly. And I, I am the queen yes, of opening I'm up sorry. too quickly. No, it's true. It's, it's self-aware. Too, I get to that part of the article and I'm like, oh, this is why I wanted to tag Patty. <laughs> I know, it, it's a shame. I don't know, I, I like rushing ahead of myself. There's a story about me as a child mm. where we had only swum or swam. Oh gosh, I can't even speak anymore. Um, edit yeah, we'll edit it out to make me sound grammatically correct. Uh, but as a child, we would only swim in batia, so like basins, wash basins. So they would fill it up, we'd walk in. And finally, they take us to a real pool. And I clearly do not know that this is a real pool. So I let go of my mom's hand and I rush into the pool. Allah. I know, I rush into the pool, I'm like, wait, whoops! And I can't touch the floor, and I start, I sink. But I, I get up somehow, and I, I somehow get back to run out. And I think that's my favorite story about how I love... Did anybody help you? I think my pe- someone must have run in after me. Nice. I'm still alive, aren't I? But yes. it's just such a... Thanks it has so. been in me since I was a kid, wherein I would just rush, like, go. There's a pool, I like the water, go. And... Nice. Okay. It's funny. It's very a signature it's move. It's a signature move that I've had since I was like three <laughs> or something. Signature move. All right. So yeah, opening up too quickly. Uh, as you know, I haven't gone on a lot of third or fourth dates. 
Oh yeah? Yeah, it's always been one or two dates for me. No. Yes, yes. Come on, right? I mean, there's a lot of first dates, definitely. A lot of first dates. I feel Some like second dates. Through... No, I mean, those were the standout All right. ones. But All right. for the let's date kind of thing, it hasn't been a lot. And so I feel like I open up really quickly because mm. I feel like there isn't going to be a second or a third date. And I'm just like, <laughs> get it all out, get it all out. Like, this is me, this is me, this is me. Do all you right. like me? Do you like me? Am I, am I vulnerable <laughs> enough? It's like, I'm a candidate, aren't I? All right. And okay. I think <laughs> it's really dumb. It's a dumb mentality. I Looking back on it, because as I've read in all these dating books, these the things about yourself, you should dole it out like slowly and in context. Be and mysterious. mysterious. I am not mysterious. I'm on a freaking podcast talking about relationships. How much more mysterious can I get? Mm. I have a blog that I've been updating since I was like since 2011 or nice. so. It's 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 like Patty's there is a loyal girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just more of like it. yeah, I will see things through whether you like it or not. <laughs> no, but it's just more of like I clearly there's not much mystery mm. to me, and I like. I guess when I go on a date, I feel like, hey, let's get to know each other, blah, 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 here's me. And so I've made a conscious effort to ask a lot of questions. All right. Because then it makes me focus less on me, and at least I'm asking the other person, getting what, to know them. What's that psych term for it? Like, projection? Yeah, you pro- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I guess that's I project? It, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you throw it the other way. I throw it the other way. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going the extreme, of course, where I talk way too much about, or I ask way too much about them, and... So yeah, so I'm just extremes essentially. It's either I'm opening up super quickly, or you, or I clam up and just ask about them. So that's definitely something I need to work on this year. Yeah, I feel like for for that part of the article, I keep remembering one of the things that one of my friends, photographer friend, his name is Jello Concepcion. Shout out to Jello Concepcion. Jello, have not met yes. you. I was hanging out with him a lot. At that point when I was tendering a lot, he saw me go through one very hot tender Ooh. episode. Hot tender episode. Very hot tender Another episode, episode for that episode. Mm-hmm. During that time, he said something very, very important, which I still bear in mind. He said it in Filipino. He said, Ingatan mo yung puso mo. Which translates to take care of your heart. Yes. Which sounds way less cool in English, but all right. Yes. Yeah. And and he told me this a little after that hot episode, the hot tender episode, and we were hanging out, and I was waiting for another day. <laughs> Look at you, Lou. Double booking. It was, it, it Triple was booking. It was yeah. done, okay. right? The hot episode was done. And so we were hanging out, and he's like, you might hurt yourself again. He says this in Filipino. You shouldn't. And this is coming from a dude who was super committed to his girlfriend at that time, now his wife. And Aww. he's like, you have to take care of your heart. You don't dole it out to strangers. I'm thought just giving it out for like free. Because which we, is... I feel like we belong in the same, I don't know, market or generation where vulnerability is sexy. I guess I don't know. It's it's strange. Whenever like I tell people, because clearly I like telling people. Mm. Whenever I share stories about the things that I've been through and the you know the non relationships I've been in, I always get this 
compliment, or I don't know if it's a compliment or whatever, like, you're sort of salient, like, you're still putting yourself out there, and I'm like, is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? And I think the amount of times that I've opened up too quickly has still not deterred me from opening up too quickly. I don't know, I'm clearly, this is a lesson I still right. haven't learned. And right. Or continuing to learn. Continuing to learn, definitely, and I think this year... You're getting better, though. I hope. I hope I'm getting better. There aren't a lot of candidates at the moment to mm-hmm. open up too quickly, too. But at least I'm trying to be more self-aware that I don't have to lay things all out on the table on, on day one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard, but it's, I don't know if I'm succeeding or if I'm just deluding myself. But Like, I feel like... Because we've been told, like, if you want something, you go out yes. and get it. And that's how we function. It's it like, is. how that's how we went through school. Careers. That's how we go through careers. And it's worked for us. And it's so frustrating to have the same strategy in terms of relationships because yeah. it's not working right. And it's just like, I have no... This is horrible, but it's like, I have no time for this bullshit. It's like... It's, because it's like, it does sound like it bullshit. It sounds like bullshit. Like, I want to sit through this thing and... Feels like a game. It feels... I hate that quote-unquote game playing and, and I it, don't... It's something you keep telling me. It's like, I hate these mind games. I really I do. I wish you could just be upfront and be like, Hey, here's how I'm feeling at mm-hmm. this moment. Do you feel the same way? And it's just... I know that's not work. how it, it works. Work and again, way. because there are two people here and it's not just me and... Uh, Difficult, man. This was this is a tough one. This is something you you're still. I'm like, still. I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling with this. Mm. I yeah. feel like you're getting better though. Like the last two boys <laughs> that you've told me about. I mean, you're you're cooler. You're not us. <laughs> you know what I mean. You're not I, rushing. I'm trying not to rush. Thank God. Trying. I mean, I'm I'm usually a rusher, not a dragger. See? She's cooler. No, I mean, they say things. I'm just like, all right, let's see if it happens. I have a question. Yeah. When they say things, do you find yourself rushing to believe it? Or I find myself you... rushing to disbelieve it, which is the opposite. I'm like, yeah, right. Which it is like... complicates things. Yeah, it does. Now I'm a little too wary, in a sense. Wherein, okay. they'll say something and I'll be like, really? All right. I have a lot of disbelief now. I don't know if that's... Is it a product of all your experiences from before? Like where you're rushing to open up quickly? Yeah, I think I go... I told you, I'm going... It's either opposites, right? Mm. Um, either, I'm either all in or all out. All right. And I feel like now it's also unfair that I'm kind of like very... Yeah. Not that I'm not interested. I am interested. It's just... I just... I'm so cautious, I guess. I'm a little more cautious. I really need to find that balance between being overly cautious mm. and overly open. Mm. All right. And... We'll okay, see. so you're swinging. Yes, I'm swinging, and I need to find bend. that happy medium and be more patient because I know time is time is difficult to, I mean, navigate. navigate, and everyone has their own schedules. But does um looking at this whole dating relationship thing like a dance work for you? Like when you visualize it like a dance? Do you mean like ballet, or do you mean like a tango? I mean, like what kind of dance? Like there's a start and an end, or um, or like freestyling on the dance floor dance? Like maybe a tango? Ooh, I've never. No, I, I don't. I haven't really viewed this as a dance. I really see them as job applications, which is horrible. I, that's right. that's how I've seen it, right? right? And I think I need to find a new metaphor. So maybe yes. I should see it as a dance yeah. where it's takes two to tango. 
all that jazz. Yeah, maybe you need to watch Scent of a Woman again. Ooh, I have never watched Scent of a Woman. That scene where Al Pacino and the girl starts... Tangoing? Tangoing. Okay. Yeah. Al Pacino as a young man was quite the looker. Yes, he wasn't very young in this movie. It's alright, that's just my avenue. But yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel like seeing this whole dating, courting thing... Courting! As- I like as another word. like yeah like not as a job application but as seduction 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 is important no right I think I'm so wary of I'm not commitment phobic I I know this in my You're heart not. of hearts All right. I, I I think so I don't think so why am I wanting this so much I don't know I because you've never had it that's true that's also true I think it's something I, I think it's a lot a big part of it I don't think I'm a commitment phobe but yeah I think I think I need to reframe how I view this getting into a relationship yes. thing as dan- a dance. Or something else, if not as a dancing, job application, for yeah. sure. But that, I don't know what will work for you, yeah. but not as a job application. I know, I know. That's a horrible metaphor, and I have been <laughs> employing this. See, I use words like employ. There you go. My, yeah. yeah. I have employ, I have candidates, I have, my, wow, my whole... My whole view of this is You're just... You're such a career woman. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> I see this as my career. <laughs> which but is yeah, horrible. Yeah, something yeah. else. Like we, yeah, something something sexier, Pats. Yeah. <laughs> I should look for a sexier metaphor. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm open to uh, suggestions on uh, what metaphor like I can... If, if dance doesn't work for you, then not dance. Yeah, we'll see. Know, like maybe we'll a see. meal. A meal. Ooh, I like, I like eating. There you go. Yeah, so I guess appetizer, appetizer amuse-bouche. There you go. Uh, Soup and salad, main mm, course, mm, dessert, mm. after uh, aperitifs. Mm. Okay, all right. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe a, maybe, maybe a maybe meal. Might, yeah. Uh, a little omakase would work for me. Laureate. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. I mean, CNY what, what ca- CNY is coming up? You know, we can do a little love laureate. I like it. <laughs> but in laureates, the rice comes in the last, and I'm like, give me the rice now. Here we go. Some metaphor that for might that. be a good starting point. I don't know, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the last part of the article that I wanted to talk to you about, and something that I haven't been very good at as well, is being protective of my time. Mm. Being protective, be protective of your time from the very beginning. And naturally, I really like that part in the article where and it talked about a relationship in a three-stage path the first stage it said in the article is the intense desire for togetherness and a sense of mutual expansion Mm. i think that's the only part i've ever been in to be honest i don't think i've reached stage two or stage three and so because i fear that i will never reach the next stage i'm always just like you ask yeah like give like you want to see me i'm there I, I am available. And maybe I'm a bit too available. Mm. The thing is, though, it's not like I don't have plans. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It's, that's just your priority. It's just that I prioritize wanting to see this person, but I under... And I feel like if I don't purposefully see them when I am available, I feel like I'm playing that game of like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be unavailable. But then I get it. It's the rushing again. Mm. Oh. Ah. I know, so I'm trying All right, to yeah. be a little less. So I'm packing my days 
with activities mm. just so that and leaving like a Tuesday Thursday free so that there is like a one day to choose from all right it also was difficult last year given last year I was traveling so much mm. literally whenever somebody somebody would tell me hey I want to see you blah blah I'd be like yes because I'm in town so it was just more of it was difficult yeah yeah that was that was difficult I didn't realize that. Yeah, because weekdays I'd be gone and weekends I'd be home. But then weekends, maybe the person was gone. So we'd only have like Thursday or Friday. So anytime they say, this is the day, and I'm like, yes, I'm there. Okay. Which makes it difficult. But I guess now that I'm... At least there's a layer of difficulty. You know what I mean? You're not always available. Kind of. I mean, work made it kind of difficult. Helped it, helped. it helped. It helped in, in that unavailability. But definitely when I was available, I was very... Yes, you. I would prioritize... Seeing them over all my other activities, which is not very ideal, Mm. I guess. How does it work for you in a long-distance relationship? When you were first getting to know each other, I guess. Uh, Because I'm dating a freak. (laughs) No, Josh, if you're listening, that was meant in like the sweetest manner ever. In the sweetest manner ever. Because he doesn't sleep. He He can't function without sleeping. Oh, wow. Right. He's an owl. Okay. So daytime here, he'd be up. Wow, that's convenient. And he would, when I would text him, he'd always be there. He'd be available for me. So I guess he's the available one, in a sense. Yes. And that helped a lot until I got a new job, which was just so incredibly demanding. And I couldn't. I had to tell him, hey. (laughs) I'm busy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, that confidence though to be like, yo, this is my priority, in a sense, no? It was a little hard in the beginning because he would tell me this is the only thing I have of, right? Our time together. Yes, and I guess that's his language of love. Love? You mean? Okay, Maybe. that's like, yeah, time together. Yeah. I guess you reach that phase though, because I mean, I'm clearly not anywhere near that phase. But and I think it, you have to know also what your language of love is. I think it's words, and you think. I mean, I like. It works for you. Like when wor- somebody words, says. words work for me. Right. And is it quality time? Yeah, I think it's quality time and words there that you are go. my two key ones. And that's why I feel like when they invite, and I'm like, yes, because I want to be with this person. Yes. But then, thankfully, so he would plead, but this is the only thing I have, so what What do you do, right? And then you give in. Thankfully, he got really busy also. <laughs> so we're both juggling very demanding, juggling tasks of, very, of a very demanding job. We just make it a point to bug one or the other. Yeah, so now it's the reverse of being protective of your time and being protective of the time you have together. Right? So it's more of like finding, making an effort to find that time. But now that you're, you've progressed to another stage, I suppose, in the relationship, I guess now you're more conscious of the time you spend together. It's very spontaneous. Though, personally, like the past three weeks, I've been bugging him more, like during my days off. Okay. Call him and just... So there's an unspoken pattern. Yes. Okay. Which also makes it more flexible, I guess. Like, there are days when I'm out just, you know, being a desk editor. Okay. And, and he'd be like, why are you so quiet? I'm like, dude, there are like three stories I need to edit. Just a minute. So it's good. It's good that, I mean, obviously all the books say this. It's good to have your own life. It's more full when you come into it together, blah, blah, blah. But I guess I still need to, given I'm in the pre 
pre-relationship stages that I still need to be more protective okay. of my time, of my space. And I think I'm a little better now. Not still, not very good, still baby steps. But What's helping you though? Like, have you um, determined what's helping you? What's helping me now is I'm more based in Singapore. All right. And so I don't have that excuse of, but I'm never here. And ah. yeah, so that's helped me. Having a more routine in my life has All helped right. me. Uh-huh. Knowing that I schedule weekly things for myself. Like I will do yoga on Wednesdays, so that's like off limits or whatever. Okay. And I jog on Mondays, let's say something like that. So, and then I play tennis. So like these are the things that, oh, but I, I need to do this for myself. Or I need to watch this TV show on, that's a little more flexible. But right. like there are those things that help me set routine. But I mean, none of them are truly, truly unbreakable so you're not completely committed it's to It's not that. that committed. I mean, I'm trying. There have been times where I'm like, oh, I have yoga, when it's convenient for me to say I have yoga. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what does it mean when it's convenient for you to have yoga? Like, so like let's when say, you don't want to see this person anymore? When I'm trying to be mysterious. unavailable, mysterious. Oh, I'll be like, oh, but I have yoga. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then okay. if I'm not, when I'm really interested I'll be like I have yoga but maybe we can meet for a drink after so I mean it's how ah, flexible in that sense so yeah, these are all tricks of the trade so right. I don't know okay. okay so I'm trying I'm trying but it's still definitely not at least you have bullets in your arsenal yeah kinda kinda I have these like three four excuses that I tell myself that this is the you time mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> hashtag me time hashtag me time I mean right. recording this is me time oh that's good Oh. Updating the blog is me time. Okay. Yeah, so it's a lot of me. So me much time. projects. So many. My sister's shawl is still uncom- incomplete. That's a lot of me time I need to do. So what? there are a lot of things that I could fill my days with, uh-huh. but it's just that I choose to <laughs> do something else. So nice. I really need to work. So, in order of things I need to work on, clearly open up but not too quickly is number one. Yes. Number one. Well, I I need to go out on dates first for that to happen. But yeah, (laughs) being protective of my time. And then I think I'm finally best at committing to my quote-unquote boundaries. Good article, Lou. So did you print this out? I didn't print it out, but I definitely read it over and over. So speaking of good stories, Lou, what did you tell? I mean, I don't actually know. I know... Very little. I know a bit, but maybe of what you're comfortable sharing. About how you and Josh met. I don't know. I know you guys met in Amsterdam. Yep. Yeah, but maybe Seven wanna... years ago. What? Right? Seven years ago. Seven years ago is 2011. Yes. That's the fr- my first time in Europe. Oh! That was your first time in... That was my first time also. Interesting. First and time I'm... traveling alone. Oh. In Europe. I like it. And you met him at a... At the hostel. At the hostel. He just kept getting my jokes. My really, really ugly jokes. And I just remember he was just always trying to strike a conversation with me. And we were stoned in Amsterdam. As you would be in Amsterdam. Yep. On my final day, we did some shrooms. <laughs> I didn't they know. were in Amsterdam. For anyone listening in Singapore, uh, that was legal in Amsterdam. Yep. All right. We do not condone this behavior in Singapore where we respect and trust the rules. Thank you very much. We hate drugs. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but what's interesting about Josh, right, is because you met in 2011, but you, did you lose touch? How did it... So, all... on that fi- on my last day, so we were together with this ex-friend, another American named Zach. We were tripping out, and then when we got back to the hostel, everybody, it was everybody's first time <laughs> to be traveling, so we were all just feeling it, and we all exchanged Facebook accounts and just friended each other. Wait, Europe was still using Facebook in 2011? Surprisingly. (laughs) Yep. So we were all just adding each other. We added each other on Facebook. And I don't know if you'll remember this. He immediately started a conversation with me on Facebook Messenger. And he said he was gonna go east and try to make his way to Manila. Ooh. Back in 2011? Back in 2011. Did he end up in Manila? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Hello. So when did he, when did you guys? And then he just kept at it. Like every so often he would message what's up or I don't know, some, some show, there's a new show filming or it's too cold in New York. Shit like that. And then in 2015, I went to see Bjork in New York. So four years of random texting. Yep. Very random. And you were not attracted to him in that way back then. Nope. That's amazing. I love it when you are not... Because I'm always attracted to someone. I'm always like right away like, ooh. Oh. Yeah, and that's why I love your story. It's because like you were like... Bleh. So not. I guess he knows. I hope he does. Oh, uh, he'll what? know. He'll... Now, you, Josh, now you know. Yep. In 2015, I saw Bjork. But prior to that, like he was... He was chatting me up and I told him about my plans of going to New York. And he's like... When are you going to be there? I want to make sure I'm there. I'm like, oh, okay. These are my days. We hung out one full day together. And then after that, he's like, I can't bear to be without blah, blah, blah. Oh my goodness. Mm. 2015. Mm. Like the timeline now that you speak of it in the past, it makes it... What? Okay. There's so, enough Like there's enough history. No? Yeah, there's like, so much. There's so much history. There. So 2011... Kept in touch for years. You met up in 2015. And it's been, like, you guys kind of went through, like, a rocky LDR thing. That was me. It was, ooh, look at the self-awareness. It was me. It was me. Because he was so clingy. There you go. Boundaries. (laughs) And respect. (laughs) Respectful of your time and stuff like that. Yeah, he was just... He was just there forever and ever. Like, hey, but I need to Oh, that's constant. Very constant. A little we'll, too constant. We'll edit this out if this doesn't make sense later. But you just mm. told me this morning that you said he wasn't very constant. Or this afternoon. Um, consistent. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Constant and consistent. Would that be... Would you define that as the same thing? I guess not. Okay. Constant is just more overall and consistent is what? Daily? Like consistent. There are days when I'd be surprised at what the kind... Like the personality I'd, I'd wake up to. Okay. Like, there are days when he's super sweet, and then there are days when he's just a real dude. Like and that's what you mean be, by consistent? Yep. Okay. We'd be, like, dudes instead of boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay. And yet constant because he's always there. He's always there. Ooh, I like this. Constant versus consistent. So maybe nice I want a point. constant rather than someone who's consistent because obviously personalities change day to day. Though consistency is important. important. I would love consistency. In a perfect world, what would you rather have though? Constant or consistency? I mean both. Obviously, it's a perfect yeah. world. Oh. But <laughs> it's a perfect world. But in an imperfect world, constant, right? Yes. 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 Means constant, consistent. 
There we go. Oh, we got Maze on the pod! <laughs> Scarred. Yeah, special guest Maze. That's, that's a good point. Like, I didn't, I have not thought about his constant, consistent. Like, he's very consistent in showing up, being constant. That's, yeah, he's more con. So, he's a constant companion, but not consistent in what he delivers on a daily basis. Which is, I think, normal. I PMS all the time, and I'm yes. definitely not yes. consistent. And also, yeah, I'm moody too. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not just him. No, so I think I need to change like my intentions because I set some intentions, and mm. I think I said. What are your more, intentions? I think I said something about consistency over there. I have to dig up my journal somewhere, but I think I want to. I think constancy is, yeah, something I want to intention up. Yeah, look, look into, delve yeah. more, and yeah, think more about. But because he's he is consistent, like like he he's, was he's consistently constant, constant. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I guess think, what I think I'm... it's just more of trying mm. to differentiate mm. consistency from constancy. If yeah. I don't even know if constancy is a word. I don't think so. We but can make it up. We can make it up. Uh, Making yeah. up the rules as we go along. No, but I think it's what super. I, but what I said about him being not consistent, I think it's the moods, yeah. like. Like he'd be affected by the super blue mood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's and as as any human yeah. would the be. Mood, the mood yeah. swings. Yeah. No, but yeah. yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about Josh because when I knew you, you were single. When I first met you, you were single. And when I would tell you about stories about my dating. My my non dating dating. Adventure. It felt like I was following a sort of pattern that you had gone through previously. Because I was going through that too. Exactly. And Thank so you when tender. you... <laughs> and so now that you're coupled up, it kind of gives me hope for the future that maybe... Oh my God, that's maybe correct. Maybe one day it'll happen for me too. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sick of patterns also and, you know, benchmarking myself against other people because obviously... I am my own person, and I'm mm. on my own journey, but it kind of gave me, like, ooh, yeah. It could happen. Could, could. Sooner than you think. Or later, but yeah, sooner oh. could be, too. <laughs> was that, was the intention this? Or intention this or something better. No, I definitely want better. this or something better. Yep. And I also wanted to thank Lou for coming on and sharing. Thank you for this chat. Yeah, for having smiling. a beer, smiling. We're smiling as we talk, so we don't sound depressed. <laughs> as we sip bintans yeah. in our swim out suite. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh, and thanks, 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 Lou, for coming on and allowing oh yourself to share. This... Yep. No, thank you for asking. Yeah, and up next we'll have Macy yeah. telling us all about her stellar, stellar life. No, but really, thanks, Lou, for coming on. Yay! Bye. And that's the episode for today. I want to thank Lou and Mixie for coming on the show and sharing their wonderful thoughts about that great article. Thanks also to everyone who sat through even a longer period of time this time around. I hope you guys got something out of it and I really appreciate any feedback you guys have to give. Thanks again for listening. Have a happy Valentine's and I hope you have a great Chinese New Year weekend ahead. Bye!